0: welcome to pof the journey i am daphne your host there has been a large fierce and victorious love army in my life as i've dealt with premature ovarian failure and i want to bring the love army to the airwaves but while i would love to have every single one of these people on here sharing stories and experiences Allow me to focus on, let's just say, the generals. (laughs) Today, I want to start this shine on the battalion with my father, someone I have had regular discussions with about my condition, although, to start out, I probably did some damage with how I conveyed the message that I had, only a 5% chance of having children. So I don't remember entirely how I put it when I told you about my condition, except I dramatically said I was dying, right?
1: The exact words you used were that all your body systems were shutting down. That—that That is what you told me.
0: That must have been horrible to hear.
1: It was shocking. It was extremely shocking. Um, I couldn't believe it. I didn't even know uh, what to think. I was completely dumbfounded. I, I went through a whole range of emotions. It started with disbelief. No, it started with shock. Then it went into disbelief. And then it went into anger. I was angry. I was saying, Why is this happening? But from anger, I got into sadness. That was the next feeling. I started feeling sad. One, because, I mean, you were dying. It's not like I was watching a film or reading a novel or listening to a story on radio. This was actually my real daughter, and she is dying. It was overwhelming. Then as time went on, I read this scripture in the Bible, In all things, be thankful. In all things. I thought, okay. It could have been worse. But then what is worse than death? There isn't, there isn't anything worse than death. But I said, okay, I'll be thankful for the few years that God has um, given you to me and to my family and, and everybody that is around you. I also felt guilty. You know, this is a very strange feeling. I don't know why I was feeling guilty. But I sort of felt guilty that you were going to die at that early age. And there there was absolutely nothing that I could do about it. So I felt helpless and then guilty for being helpless. And then, of course, later you told me uh, that you had got onto some kind of medication. And you could therefore live longer probably many more years than you anticipated originally. But the, the chances of getting uh, of getting pregnant were slim. And now you gave the disease a name. You called it POF. Pr- previously you had said, you hadn't even actually given it a name. You just said your system was messed up and you were dying but now you said it, uh, it was premature ovarian failure and that the lining of your uterus was a bit thin uh, although with HRT could, it could get thicker and therefore you could uh, uh, get involved in IVF and probably have your own child. And again I remember the verse of being uh, thankful in all circumstances And this time I was truly, truly thankful to God that there was a glimmer of hope that you could live.
0: Yeah, and I have to be honest, when I spoke to you about it, I was not relaying factual, accurate, or rational information. I simply projected my fears and uncertainty with suspected autoimmunity. In my mind, I feared that What autoimmunity meant for me was that after my immune system was finished with my endocrine system, my heart would be next. And I was basically a goner. (laughs) So, I really have to say I'm sorry for doing that.
1: (laughs) (laughs) No, all is well that ends well. Losing someone is, 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 is a very difficult thing to go through. And More so losing a child because the natural order of things is that the parent should precede the child. And here we are in this situation where now the child is going to precede the parent. And the parent is me. That was was a bit too much to take in 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 at a go.
0: Well, I am glad we are here where we have a little more information and a lot more hope for life.
1: Yes, and I'm, I'm I'm really thankful for that. I'm thank I'm also thankful that you op, you opened up even more about this condition, so that uh, whatever happens, I'm not in the dark. I'm not surprised by anything.
0: Yes, that's great. I do think though that one of the things that made it easier for me to open up about POF is that just like Evan's mom, you have never brought up questions about us having kids and never made us feel harassed over it, especially with throwing in the whole African attitude dynamics towards having or not having kids. I feel that's not something we've struggled with even before making my diagnosis known?
1: First of all, I think times have changed. We have to take people, we have to take our children and our relatives and everybody. Uh, We have to respect their choices in life. I am used to the fact that modernity has made it uh, imperative that people plan out their lives. They, they, They don't live just instinctively. Uh, when you talk of the typical African uh, approach or typical African attitude, it's because people expected to have children and grandchildren as a labor force. Because these were agricultural uh, societies that needed a lot of people to till the ground. Now, th- that is hypothetical. But when it comes to our own uh, situation, I respect whatever choices you make. Because I think you are a very reasonable daughter. You are, you, are, you are very level-headed. You know exactly what you want. And I respect your choices.
0: Thank you for saying that. <laughs> and I feel very lucky in that regard that neither you nor Evan's mom, you know, have given us another struggle to throw into the mix of having to deal with the personal emotions that come with not being able to have children. So I definitely feel that we have been blessed in that, you know, in that perspective, from that perspective. Uh,
1: I've been lucky. I've just been very lucky that over the years we sit down and discuss many issues and we get to, to know each other better. So of course I understand what you're talking about. And and it's dramatized in the Nigerian films with people harassing their children that they want grandchildren. Um I and I always find it a bit crazy. You know, you get children. When you when you get them, it's it, it's up to you. You you can't you can't just bring children into the world without planning it. So probably that's why I never harassed you about having grandchildren.
0: Mm-hmm. Mhm. Let's talk about IVF. We attempted to have kids last year with Charlotte as our egg donor and that obviously did not work out. Moving forward we will have to use an anonymous egg donor and that takes away the genetic connection between you and our children. How do you feel about that? Um,
1: of course, it would be exciting if there was a genetic connection. But I believe that biology plays only a certain part in paternity or maternity. What is most important is that you, not, not me... Uh, Whatever makes you happy is what makes me happy. If you have a child that you love, that's good enough for me. That will be my grandchild. Irrespective of not having the same genetic code, And uh, that that will be your child and therefore my grandchild. The, The most important thing is that you have somebody on whom to lavish your love. And that uh, I may also get to share in spreading my grandfatherly love too as well. That That's good enough for me. And, and again, we go back to my verse, in all things, be grateful. Be thankful.
0: That is a profound way to put it. It is? It really is. Because... I have personally struggled with the prospect of having an anonymous donor egg. While I'm more than 100% sure I will love and adore my children, I still can't help but grieve that genetic loss. And I find that I feel both love and loss. Probably
1: you 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 should think of it this way. That for the nine months, you, the kid or the fetus—I I don't want to call it a fetus; it sounds so clinical and and detached—but but that's what it is, I suppose. Uh, the child will be feeding on your blood from your from the placenta, which is really you. So whatever blood the kid has will be your blood, and that. In itself is good enough. It is, Uh, as the saying goes, half a loaf is better than none at all.
0: Oh, (laughs) I've never heard that.
1: (laughs) Oh, probably I've just made it up. I don't know.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Having these kinds of conversations with the people that matter to us makes thinking about donor egg IVF so much better and. It puts things in perspective for Evan and I.
1: Well, that's nice to hear. I'm glad that you are okay and calm because of the conversations you have with family. Um, that is extremely uh, good. Uh, we care about you. We know that it really doesn't matter as long as you have uh, peace. And you're happy with everyone. That is all that we really care about.
0: I really appreciate that. And I appreciate you for not only having that attitude, but for also saying it out loud. It gives us the confidence that we need to do what we believe is best for us without the fear of shame and judgment from those that matter to us the most. Because... Things are, things are up in the air right now, and I realize with each passing day, my chances of having kids grows even slimmer. And there is a real possibility we could ultimately end up just not having any.
1: It's interesting that you raise the issue of the possibility of never having any children. I think um, it is all right. It's all about you. It's all about you and your life and uh, your happiness. It's not anything abnormal. There are many couples. uh, There are many couples that do not have children. Uh, Obviously, if you think of even giving up uh, on the idea of adoption. that means that you only have to leave you and evan and probably the cats it's really not about me about how i feel it's about what makes you happy it is your life leave it without thinking that you have to be accountable to, to other people's prejudices and preferences you don't have to be validated by anyone As long as you and Evan are happy.
0: Thank you for saying that. I definitely feel like we are now approaching the conversation of having or not having children in a much more rational manner than we did three years ago. And I'm more open to the opportunities that not being able to have children bring rather than the devastation.
1: I'm really glad that um, you are feeling much much more reconciled to this difficult situation I'm glad that um, you are handling it as you say in a much more rational manner I'm glad that you can see the possibility of doing other things with your time and with your life apart from um, having children I'm also glad that um, you have family to fall back on Uh, and, and I promise you we shall always love you we shall always support you in whatever decisions you decide to take
0: that's amazing to hear and I really wish for every other struggling couple that those who matter to them can give them as much assurance as you give me.
1: I pray that uh, the Almighty continues to give you the the fortitude, the the, the strength, the wisdom, the peace to handle this issue, uh, to handle this condition and live with it. Um, I pray that you remain as loving and as happy as, I, as you have always been. I, I'm very glad that you are still a very well, well balanced person. I pray that uh, the Lord keeps you and blesses your family, blesses you both with Evan and, uh, and Suzanne and Erica and Ron and Lydia and the good folks back home. I, I, I pray that uh, everything will work out fine in the long run. I'm also very grateful that uh, you keep taking more time to discuss this, to involve me in your life, as you have always done. I, I, I am really proud um, of being your father, and I really love you. Thank you very much, Lathalie. I wish you the best.
0: Thank you very much, Dad, and we both love you too. That is my father saying all the things that someone in my position needs to hear. Thank you for being willing to have the world hear your voice. It's important to have these conversations with your loved ones. They too feel things about our diagnosis. I'm sending all POF mamas the courage and inspiration to sit down with those people and support each other. Be a good friend. Share this podcast with someone who needs to hear it. And next week, I will bring you my conversation with my mother in love, Evan's mom. Till then, I am Daphne. Be well.